Today on this groundbreaking Sunday, we also launch a new sermon series called All In. Church, I want to ask you, are you willing to go on a journey to go all in with God? This journey that we've been on of groundbreaking, to bring you this point of groundbreaking, has been a little over a three-year journey, three and a half, almost four-year journey of us working towards this day to build a break ground on a new facility. We're adding on 4,200 square feet in order to make room for student ministry, children's ministry, um, offices, and also that facility to be used for many other kinds of ministries throughout the week. It takes us going all in to make this happen. It's going to take us being fully committed to our walk with Jesus. And so today I just want to ask you to start thinking through the idea and the theme of am I all in with God? Am I 100% And See, what happens in our society today, a lot of times we make commitments, but we're not all in. If I were to take a quiz across the room and say, how many of us have a gym membership, but I haven't gone in a while? That's probably because we paid and we thought we were going to go all in, but we kind of only went a little bit in. Many times we start that kind of health journey. I'm going to quit eating this and quit eating that because I'm going to get healthy. And then we go to our refrigerator and we're like, well, that ice cream's still there. Maybe I can have a little bit more because we're not typically all in. What I'm talking about going all in is is diving in completely, almost kind of like a child. Like, look at this picture with this baby. (laughs) We've all seen that. We've been there. Now, this baby, though, he's not all in yet. Look at this next one. He says, let's go for it. He's like hands and face and feet. I mean, the whole thing. Now, I asked Luke the other day, I said, Luke, can I put your pictures up of your one year? And he said, he said, you could, but I couldn't get them scanned and worked right. I needed more technology, ability, and skills. But Luke went all in for his one-year birthday cake so much, and thankful goodness his birthday was in June. So we picked him up in his little portable chair and took him out to the backyard with cake all over him and everywhere, and we took the hose and just started hosing him off because he went all in on that cake. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about us holding back. Well, God, I'm, yeah, I, I kind of like you, God. I kind of like church, kind of like Jesus. But, man, there's all this other kind of stuff that's real important in this world. Man, I got a job, and I got a career, and I got school, and I got my hobby, and I got this, and I got that. Many times we go all in for everything else but for Christ. Church, I want to ask you today to really wake up to the idea that we have a task that is so great that we must be willing to go all in and not just partially. Go 100% for the gospel. Another example of this all in idea. Uh, look at this picture. How many of you are that kind of person you go to the water? Now be honest. How many of you, you go to the beach or you go to the pool? Come on now, you guys aren't being honest. All right. I mean, you kind of like test it out. When I was younger, I would just run and jump. Now I kind of look at the water and go, I don't know if I really want to get in. I mean, I can put my foot in, but many of us, we'll go to the beach, and that's about as far as we go, or we may go, and well, we'll let it kind of get up to our knees, but hey, that's good enough. I had the sand, I had the sun, but maybe I'm not completely all in in the water. Now, some of us live this way like these kids do. We're like, rocks? Who cares? Let's just leap. 
We don't even stop to look what's below. And I mean, it may be shallow. There may be rocks down there. There may be a boat sunken down there. But some of us are like that. We're like, hey, there's a cliff. Let's just run and jump. We don't know how cold it is. We don't know if the water's warm. But we're all in, and that's how we live our lives. That's what I think Christ wants us to do. I don't think he wants us looking ahead and going, let me dip my toe in the water of Christianity. Let me dip my toe in a little bit of faith, but not all the way in. He doesn't even tell us to walk into the water and let it get up to our ankles, or let it start getting up to our knees. He says, take your whole body, your whole self, and immerse yourself in me, and go all in for the kingdom of God. Are you all in on the journey today? Are you all in in your faith, where you're like, God, it's you. You're 100% me. I'm all in for you. This journey that started back in 2013 is about furthering the gospel It's about making room so that we can further the gospel. You can see how full this room is right now when we bring the whole church together for one combined service. However, this is a very small percentage of people that actually live on this quadrant of Lexington, Kentucky. And it's a very small percentage of what's actually coming as nearly 400 homes are being built across the street and as 500 apartments and condos are being built down here at the corner. And, as a, and behind the street, another five, 600 homes are going across citation. This is a very small percentage in existence to the 2,500 homes that are in Masterson Station, over 1,500 homes in McConnell's Trace, and how many other smaller neighborhoods that have four, 500, 600 homes in those that surround this area. This is a small percentage of people. Now, I understand a lot of them have their church somewhere else in the city, and that's a great thing. But stats tell us today that about 80% of people on any given Sunday are doing something other than worshiping the Lord in Lexington, Kentucky. And so the need is still great. The call is huge, and our purpose is great. Would you turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5? And let's be reminded of the journey that we started a few years ago, but still continues. And this journey actually started many centuries ago. And it's been passed on to us. 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 5, Paul is writing this letter to the church in Corinth. And he's reminding them about the gospel message. Reminding them about their purpose. Reminding them what Christians are supposed to be doing. I'm going to start in verse 13. It says, if we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. It's another way of saying all in. If you are out of your mind, if you are all in, it is for the sake of God. But if you are in your right mind, it's actually, he says, it is for you. In other words, you're living with a human thinking. He goes on and says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. Christ's love compels us. Our journey that we went on, we started three plus years ago, we called it compelled Then last year as we continued on, we said still compelled. Are we compelled by the love of Christ to do this task? Are we compelled by the love of Christ to carry the mission that we're going to read about right here? Are we compelled to go all in for the sake of the gospel? Verse 15 says, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Do you hear the all-in tone there? You don't live for yourself. You live for him who died for you. 
That's an all-in call. I no longer live for me, myself, and I. If I'm living for myself, then I'm not all in. But when I'm all in, I say, God, I'm living for you and what you're calling me to do, then I want to go do. Whatever your mission is that you give me, then I want to carry that mission and carry it faithfully. Look at verse 16. From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He's given us a task to help bring people that are separated from God, bring them back into the right relationship with God. Help us to reconnect people with God. The ministry of reconciliation, let's picture it this way. I need a couple volunteers, just two, just two. Let me see here. Come on up here, there's one. Miracle, come on up here. I saw you throw that hand up way back there in the back, okay? We'll have some fun with this, all right? This is Natalie. Miracle, come on over here. Miracle, you come right over here on my right, okay? You all can stand right in front. Now, this is a good picture, all right? You stand for God, all right? You represent God. She, good, good person representing God. Okay, you represent the world. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. Okay. Someone had to take that role, right? All right? At one time... Way back in the garden, this relationship was a really good relationship. Remember Genesis, right? They were in the garden and they spent time with God and Adam and Eve got a chance to hang out with God and got to know God and God gave one instruction, do not eat from that one tree. And that little serpent came along and said, did he really say that? Did he really mean that? Well, no, not really. And then, of course, the lady's fault. You can take it. Actually, a man was too weak to stand up and say, I want to be a leader in the home here right now. So we can get him both, both ways there. But she said to her husband, let's eat. And he said, we sure? Yeah, let's eat. And they do. And what happened was there was a big old separation between God and mankind. And we feel the pains of that to this day. It's called sin. When sin entered into this world, there was this great chasm and a great separation between God and man. And God's desire has always been to be in this relationship, but man tends to pull away. And we wrestle with that even to this day. And matter of fact, some of the stuff that we see happening in our world today, the sin that we see happening in our world today, some of this weather stuff possibly goes right back to this fallen world that we're in today. This broken world, because nothing is working properly and nothing is working perfectly, and there's this great separation. And through time, man has tried various ways to try to get back to God, but they all fall short. I'm reminded of the Tower of Babel in the Old Testament when they started building this tower, and they said, Well, we'll build this tower to get close to God. And God said, Ah, you don't understand it, and confused their languages, and they can no longer continue to build the tower. And then there's sacrifices all throughout the Old Testament, ram sacrifices and lamb sacrifices, all blood sacrifices to cover over sin. But those things ultimately didn't work either. And so then God gave us Jesus. This is what our text is telling us, that one man came and died. He gave us Jesus who died on a cross. And when he died on a cross, step in here, Miracle, a little bit. 
Jesus dies on a cross and he gives us an opportunity then to be reconnected. And who did the work? God did the work. God did the work by giving us Jesus and Jesus dying on the cross. So God actually put himself right here on the cross for you and for me to cover our sin because he wanted us to be in this perfect relationship. And as mankind, we have a question to answer. The question is, where am I at in this picture? Where am I at in this picture? For some... You're way over here. God had put himself on a cross in the form of Jesus, but you've pulled away so far. You're like, I don't need God. I got this world figured out. I've got it all handled. I got it all conquered. And you're wandering in that strife, and I would encourage you to investigate God. Investigate Jesus Christ. Investigate this message of Scripture I'm reading about. For some of you, though, you have moved somewhat closer. And you may be investigating and thinking about God and you're answering, getting some answers question and you're trying to seek and understand Christianity, for some of you, you're right on the edge of taking a step of faith. You're like, I'm right there. I'm ready to make that commitment, I think. One or two more questions answered. Or I just got to get the courage to take that step. And then some of you, you've rejoined with God because you believe in the cross. You believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you say, I believe in that, and I'm living that, but this passage calls us to go all in with this message. Let's go back over here, God. Miracle. Not a great name, Miracle. If you have accepted Jesus and you've met him on the cross, you've met him right dead smack in the middle, this scripture tells us we have a job to do, church. Our job is to reconcile. That means our job is to help people come close to God. That means our job is to go to our workplace and tell people about Jesus. Let them know about Jesus. So what? So they can be reconciled back to God. You're going to walk a little bit, okay? You got your step tracker on? Okay, good. This is good. Our job, if you represent a student in school, our job, students, is not to get A's and B's. Uh Uh-oh, moms and dads are mad now. That is your secondary job. Your primary job of being in school is to be an ambassador for Christ, to carry the message of the gospel and help people come to know Jesus and love your friends and love those who are not your friends and show them about Jesus so that what? So they can be brought back together, reconciled to God. Step over this way. Let's have God move a little bit closer this way. There you go. Your neighbors, your house that you live in. You say, well, this is my house and this is my domain. No, it's not. It's not. I I, I hate to tell you that. You think, well, this is my house, this is my place, this is my bed, this is my cars, this is my furniture. It's not. It all belongs to God. And he has given you your house or your apartment or where you live to be a lighthouse to this community. And for you to know your neighbors that are around you, your neighbors on the left and the neighbors on the right, and so that you can come over here to get to know your neighbor and invite them over for a cup of coffee or invite them over for a hamburger and share life with them and get to know them and help them on the journey so that what? Eventually you're having Christ-like conversations and hopefully you build the bridge so they come back to God. That's what your job is. This church... 
when it was dreamt of back in 1995, 6, 7, and then about 1999 when they bought this land and said, we're going to put a church out here. And when people said, you're crazy. There's nothing happening on that side of town. There's this little tiny neighborhood called Masterson Station that had about 100 homes. But the men's fellowship said, no, 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 you don't understand. It's going to explode out there, and we need to have a church there. This church could just sit here and just be happy with this congregation right here and go, hey, we're happy. This is good. We come in, we sing our songs, we hear the gospel preached a little bit, we have our youth group events, and oh, every now and then we'll help out the ministry thing. But really, we're just happy. And we can ignore all of our neighbors. But if you represent being the church... Our job is to not just stay separated from God. Our job is to walk close with God, bring people in the church so what? So they learn to walk close with God. So easy for us just to live in our little holy huddle. Well, look, I go to Center Point Christian Church. Yeah, it's a good little place. Folks, that's not why I preach. That's not why I live. God has put me on this earth to do what this scripture has called us to do. And there's no way for one person to do it by themselves. There's no way for two people to do it. It takes a community of believers who has a heart that says, you know what? I'm all in for the gospel. I'm all in to help people be reconciled and brought back to God. That's the purpose of our church, connecting people helping people center their lives on Jesus so that lives are changed. Our job is not to be a holy huddle. Our job is to be a beacon, to be a lighthouse, to be ones who work towards reconciling, bringing people back to God. Would you say thank you to them for coming up here? <clears throat> Look at the text again with me and listen to it once again with a visual that I just showed you. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. Jesus died for all. That's the message we carry. Jesus died for all. For each and every single one of us. For your coworker, for your neighbor, for your friend, for your mom, for your dad, for your brother, for your sister. For the people that you don't even like. For the people you don't want to interact with. For the people that drive you crazy. Christ died for all. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. In other words, our goggles have to change. Our glasses have to change. We regard no one from a worldly point of view. We regard everybody as someone who needs to be saved by the grace of Jesus. And God has put me in their path to be able to carry the message of the gospel. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled to us to himself through Christ and gave us, gave us the ministry of reconciliation, gave us the responsibility to do this work. It's amazing how God says, I've got a huge work, but I'm going to put it in the hands of fallen people. And I'm reminded then when you go to the book of Acts and how when the disciples are chosen... And then they're doing their ministry, and they're identified as unschooled, ordinary men. Not highly educated men, not the best eloquent speakers, just people who love God and said, I have a task, I'm taking it on. I have a job, and I'm going to do it. 
Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, his new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation that God was recording, that God was reconciled the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. Church, I want to ask you to go all in. We're going to break this down further in the next several weeks. What does it look like to be all in? What's it going to take to be all in? But let's not just add a building. Let's not just add on 4,200 square feet and go, well, look at it, man, we built a building. Let's not forget the purpose, creating more space so that we can be all in, helping people be reconciled to God. You bow your heads with me. Father God, you have given us a great mission. You have given us a great responsibility You have given us a a call, Lord, that I must confess. Sometimes we take it too lightly. Sometimes, Lord, we don't realize how, how big of a responsibility it is to be the people who are helping rescue people from the throngs of hell. That we are helping bring people back to that right relationship with God in this reconciliation. Lord, that's a huge responsibility you have given us. Father, would you open our minds, would you open our hearts to be all in for Jesus, to be all in for the message, to be all in for the responsibility that we have. Father, may we not take it lightly. Lord, at this day as we celebrate this this time of groundbreaking, Lord, it's so easy that this could become about a building, but it's not about a building, it's about you. And so, Lord, help us to to serve in that way. Help us to, to love in that way. Lord, help us to keep that as a top priority that our job is to be people who carry the message of Jesus and reconcile people back to God. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your son Jesus who died and made it possible for us to be reconciled. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.